It's Saturday. It's 7 a.m. This is ABQ Central with your hosts, Fred Slow and Van Nunley. All right, all right, all right, fire them up! And it starts right now on The Sports Animal. Good morning, Albuquerque. Beautiful, chilly morning in Albuquerque. You are listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon, and we play for Team I-9. Got a good one today, Albuquerque. It's a Fredless Saturday. Hashtag, where's Fred? Hashtag save Fred. In his stead, fortunately, we got the best in the biz. Star of TV and radio and newly crowned back-to-back New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, Brandon Ortega. Good morning, Brandon. What's up, man? It is cooler this morning. Dude, I woke up chilly. Isn't that weird? So glad I wore my Adidas uh, warm-up pants <laughs> and a light little sweater because it was necessary because I'm a wimp in the cold. You got your, your Adidas suit on? Your tracksuit? Mm, this is an Adidas. You got your, your Russian tuxedo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am part Russian. That is, a, that is true. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know that. My, my grandfather on my mother's side is half Russian. I thought you were just 100%... Latin lover. <laughs> I had no idea. That's that's the uh, perception I think most most out there think. But part Russian, part Italian. Friend of the show, friend in real life, Brandon Ortega will be joining us all morning. We're so lucky to have him. Speaking of lucky to have him, behind the glass on the ones and twos, DJ Mike Vital. Good morning, What's Mike. Up, hey, good morning to you guys. Is it morning or it's still dark out? It is, it is a little Yeah, it's chilly cloudy. and overcast. I'm not mad about it. Winter's coming. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take a little coolness today. I, I can mean, dig it. it. It's been hot lately for a while. When it hits August, while. you can tell in the mornings the chill that falls coming because right as the calendar changes, there's that chill in the air every August morning. For sure. Like This is the time of year where my air conditioner gets schizophrenic, and it's either freezing it's either a meat locker in my house <laughs> or i can't decide whether to turn it on and off like this morning i woke up chilly mm-hmm. and the air is just blasting yeah or it gets a hundred in the middle of the day and it's a sauna in my house yeah it's weird even when it's snowing outside my fiance still needs to have a fan on <laughs> oh. <in our> room. <laughs> oh, i'm the same way I have and, to have and my fan son on. my son's the same way too they, they both like stick their feet out from the covers they can't yeah, they run they run hot. So it's gotta be nice oh, and cool was, in our room. There was a in the Boston Herald there was a story about that a year ago that a lot of people, and I'm not kidding, people use fans for the weirdest reason. They said about fifty percent of people use fans at night when they sleep. Right. Yeah, I do. I like it cold. Mm-hmm. I'd rather put on the extra blanket. Yeah, I little, little, I, little, I think little. I can go without it if I you know, didn't have one. It wouldn't be I could still sleep without one, but it is nicer. Sure. For sure. Yeah. TMI time for the listener. 
Your boy sleeps in the buff. I like commando between the sheets. Yeah, you know it, baby. It's relatable stuff. I like. I think a lot of people are this way. I like the freedom and comfort. I'm not a big pajama guy. I was gonna say it's not like we're talking about what we're wearing. Yeah, but now we're getting there. (laughs) TMI. Basketball basketball shorts. You're welcome. That's comfy. You can email the station if you weren't happy about that comment. You don't have Charlie Brown. Socks or no (laughs) socks? Call in. Socks or no socks? Socks or no socks? <laughs> Pajamas are in the buff. 505-246-0610. Ask Brandon your ever-pressing questions. <laughs> What's on your mind, Albuquerque? What, what relaxes you to go to sleep? That's That's been the theme of the show so far. I'm a nightcap guy myself. Mm. little yoga, little meditation. Oh, oh, yeah. little nightcap. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. What's your, what's your what's your pre bed routine, Brandon? Um, just put it on a show, just uh, and and you know it's funny. I'm one of those people that can watch something over and over and over. Like The Office, I could go to sleep to. Okay, all the time. You're a big sure. Office guy. But my fiance is the exact opposite. She likes watching stuff she's never seen before before we go to bed. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna fall asleep. I want to finish it. Yeah. So I'd rather go to sleep to something that I've seen. So movies. You know, I've seen a million times. We're big on Disney Plus right now with the little one. So mm-hmm. put on all the classics. He's big on Little Mermaid right now. He likes Sebastian. Oh, okay. Little Mermaid. So he's like, under the I, want, sea. I, want, I want Under the Sea. That's what he says. That's, that's, what he, that's what he thinks the name of the movie is. He doesn't know it's Little Mermaid. He, think it's, he thinks it's called Under the Sea. He just watches the Under the Sea song over and over and over again. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Brandon has the cutest kid. It's unfair how cute and sweet this kid is. He's, he's a good one. He's the standard He misses pair. you. I know, man. We have a good time when we hang out. He's looking forward to seeing you again. Yeah, yep. you should come over today. Yeah, I will. I'll be there. We'll be there to celebrate Brandon Ortega's epic victory back-to-back New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year. Well, and he's worthy of it. He does a great job even from his garage. He's, Thank you, He's brother. the best in the biz, corona or not. Feels good, man. Yeah, we definitely should have some good times tonight. Speaking of Corona, it just don't stop, does it? Nope. Nope. Not yet. It's ravaging everything in sports except for the NBA bubble. I'm, they got it right, I'm, didn't I'm, they? I'm a very positive person, but I'm not so positive to think that this is we're, – we're, we're so close to this ending, right? Sure. We have to keep doing what we've been doing since March, be safe, and – it's it's up to the doctors, you know. It's up to the scientists. Leave it to, to the get pros. Us through this, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Up to really get us through this, but we have to keep doing our part for sure. It's, not, it's, not, it's not even close to being over. We're going to talk about this at great length later. Uh, we're going to do a whole segment on it later. But um, I think the country goes as the NFL goes. If the NFL, with their huge amounts of players and personnel and support staff, if they can get it right then our country can get it right. And I think it's going to be very indicative of what 2021 will look like. They're going to be the first one to not only not bubble, but a lot of teams are still planning on having spectators. Yeah, quarter so, quarter capacity spectators. That's going to be really interesting. I mean, I'd love to know how you're feeling. I'm 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 scared, man. We're going to cover that later. Are going to games and, you know, for the players that are not bubbling, mm-hmm. it's uh, scary times for the NFL and oh. in college football, too. And in college football, you look at parents wanting to sue schools because they're not allowing their sons to play. But here's the thing. 
I think what the Big Ten and Pac-12 did was the better, the right thing by shutting it down. In the, the Mountain West, yes, in sir. Eight to ten years. What happens if their son gets complications from that disease? Right. Then, then they'll be out there suing the, you know, the schools. So yeah, you, feel, said, you said it, Vital. That's the point. Like, yeah. what's going to happen you know, later? I spent the last seven years of my life before I came to Albuquerque. I've been here two years now, and I feel like I'm in an alternate universe right now because everyone that I know back in Texas is living in a whole, whole, whole other world with, like, college football, getting ready to play. Everyone pretty much in Texas with the – I'm trying to think with the exception of anyone affiliated with those other conferences, but really, I mean, most of them, if not all of them, yeah. are in the Big 12. SEC and, the, and Big 12 are open for business. And this, and this is uh, an interesting thing. The Southland Conference did – that's a smaller conference in the FCS. They did cancel, uh, postpone fall sports, but – Abilene Christian, a team that I covered for almost three years, has basically departed themselves from the conference, and they're, they're a private university saying, we're going to keep playing, and we're looking for opponents, let's go. And same with all their high schools. All their high schools are going to continue to play. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely worried about them. I'm worried about all my friends that are in the media out there. They're going to be going to these games, uh, personal friends that just live in, in Texas. It's, uh, we'll see. I, I'm hoping for the best. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not that optimistic. Sure. I mean, we're so overwhelmed with sports right now. We had nothing for three months. Yeah. Now we got baseball, playoff basketball, yeah. playoff hockey, hockey, all at the yeah. same time. I'm like, hey. Golf. We could put, yeah, golf. NASCAR still. Golf and MMA never really stopped. Yeah. yeah. But we're so inundated with sports right now. We had that thirst. Like, it was taken from us and now it's back in full force it's almost overwhelming and just within the last week we had some holly home and john jones news that's uh holly's going to be on october 3rd exciting i don't think the location was determined between the last ufc event and now but uh john jones potentially moving up to heavyweight he vacated his light heavyweight title so stoked yeah the goat local ufc albuquerque's own john bones jones gonna rep it so in the 8 o'clock hour, we got Leah Black from the New Mexico Brewers Guild. I feel like almost every time I come on, yeah. she's on. This Isn't is that awesome. funny? Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of been working out I that way. I yeah. the same thing. Here's Brandon. He's here again. And it's a package so deal. Leah. Leah. Let's basically make it a package deal. Yeah. Every time, <laughs> every time I'm in for Rudy. Have guys. you guys hung out in person? No, I've never met her in person. Okay, well, no. we got to meet because yeah. you guys are kindred spirits, she seems apparently. lovely. Every time you're on, she's on. It's hilarious. Yeah. She used to and work then, here in the building. Okay. She used to be a part of uh, 93.3. KOBFM's morning team for a for a while. Awesome. Yeah, super talented gal. She's going to catch us up on the state of the union and the beer world. And uh, she got a, a big announcement for us, too. Ooh. So I'm excited about that. Then 8.30, just when you thought you could get away from him, mm. he comes back. My co-host. Baby, come back. My best friend. Fred Slow is going to call in and talk to us about... Hot mics, and uh, he's out. He's out on the links right now. Yeah, doing, he's doing out. some good. Doing yeah, some good he's gonna right he's now. gonna tell us what he's doing right now as well. He's out in Gallup, mm-hmm. helping with a golf tournament for Big Brothers Big Sisters. So he's doing really good things for the community out there. Gallup's the Bengals, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, oh, thanks, yeah. Vital. Yep. All I know is they got some beautiful hills around there. We're gonna go to break when we come back. All the sports are back. Is it too much? Can you handle it? You're listening 
to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon, and we play for Team I-9. And you're listening to us on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Let it bleed. Let it bleed. Welcome back to the program, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act Studio. We are powered by our friends at New Mexico Pinon, and we play for Team I-9. Previous segment, we're talking a little bit about, hey, we didn't have sports for three months. And now... Four months. (laughs) Four months. Okay. Over three months. You trying to fight me, Vital? I'm just trying to say you straight. Okay. Thank you so much, sir. (laughs) So we didn't have sports for what Vital refers to as four months. And now we got it all, baby. Major League Baseball's back. Except for football. That's the Mostly. only one that's the only one we're waiting for. Yeah, we're yeah. waiting. It's not fall yet. It felt like fall this morning. It does. It felt like fall this yeah. morning. But it's coming back. And they're gonna do their best to bring you that product that Americans love so much. America. America. MLB doesn't have it right. The NBA could not go any better. The NHL is somewhere in between, but they're very successful right now. So, Brandon, we went from no sports to almost all the sports. Are you overwhelmed? I am not overwhelmed, but I do feel guilty when I'm home that I can't get sports on my TV more, like, in a routine. Because, like, my son's been so used to it, and he's only three years old for you guys that don't know out there. So... He wants to watch all the cartoons and all the favorite shows, and he's been controlling the TV a lot the sure. last four months. Oh yeah. So, it, I'm trying to get sports more in his, uh, you know, in his wheelhouse. My brother-in-law did get him a basketball court, which you'll see soon. Sweet. So he's into that, so I could put basketball on right now. So that's good. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm feeling guilty that I'm not watching more baseball. There's so much good baseball every day, uh, and for some. For some of these teams playing double headers now, sure. Like Fred's favorite team, the Cardinals. <laughs> Eleven double headers throughout the rest of the yeah. year. Yeah, that's uh, bonkers. Um, yeah, Actually hockey. It's fourteen. Four, yeah, uh, fourteen uh, double headers the rest of the way. Or like fourteen, a, uh, 14 double headers the rest of the. Oh, way. I thought it was eleven double. Wow, they jumped it up to fourteen. Fourteen, it came out yesterday in the on ESPN. Yeah. Oh my, my goodness! My, you are on your game with fact checking, man. He's he's all over it today. Yeah. But anyway, I'll hockey. take I'll take the segment off, Vital. You wanna you wanna grab <laughs> the steering? You wanna gra- during, let's just switch. I'll grab the steering wheel, uh, buddy. You go crazy. No, but I, I use it for the emphasis of fourteen. Whether it's eleven or fourteen, it's double digits. Yeah. So you're burning out your staff. You're burning out everybody. Well, luckily they're using high school rules and playing seven innings in a doubleheader, which is weird, but yeah. probably necessary. Are you? You have a favorite hockey team? I don't. I like the the upstart, the underdog, like whoever's coming out of nowhere. Yeah, that's like, who like I root when Las for. Las Vegas went all the way to the Cup Finals. They exactly. were fun. they were fun to root. Yeah, for. Yeah, that was my they, squad that year. Yeah. They might be there this year. They're that good of a team. I was born and raised in hockey country, so I love it. I love the Stanley Cup. There's nothing better than a sudden death overtime game in the playoffs or or Game Seven. Absolutely. You know, hockey's one of those sports. I feel like throughout the years, home field advantage 
home ice advantage, I should say. Doesn't mean much. That didn't really mean much before, and I think even now means even less. It means nothing. And the NBA is the same way. Yeah, it doesn't exist. The NBA right now, no home court advantage in the bubble, and the lower seed teams have taken advantage. At least, I think game one, you saw so many lower seeds upset. I mean, both eight seeds, east and west, sure. won game one, yeah. which I felt was fun. Um but game two, both one seeds did bounce back, and I, I think this is where we're really going to find out who is in a better rhythm right now, more so than who's a better team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you see that every year in the MLB playoffs. Yeah, is like whoever who's hot, who's, hot. who's whoever's hot at the end of the year. Washington Nationals last year. Exactly that. Yeah, they I mean, were nineteen and thirty-two before they went on their run last year. The yeah, Nets. they wouldn't have even made the playoffs this year. It was great to watch, yeah. even though they took down both of our teams. Sure, in the yeah. <laughs> at the end of it. Yes, yeah. they did. Now you got a sprint, and which one can can? There's going to be injuries. There has been injuries before the lack of. You know, training camp for pitchers. There's been a lot on the DL, so that's going to be interesting to see. They got what about six weeks left of the regular season? Yeah. Um, like historically, like you got 162 games, right? So you don't feel bad about missing a game. But in the shortened season, you only play in 60 games. That means every game is 2.7 games of value in the standings. So every game matters. Yeah, we're almost halfway. Yeah. Almost halfway right now for the MLB. A lot of teams have played 27 games. 30 would be the halfway point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still think 80 is half the season would be perfect in terms of if you have to have a season at all. But 60, and we know why, because the owners just want to stick it to the players by having 60. I, I think 80 would be the perfect setup if you're going to have half a season. Yeah, in my Zoom call with uh, the MLB commissioner, Rob Manfred, that's what I said. I said, hey, <laughs> said, hey, Robbie. Oh, Robbo. Hey, Robbers. Hey, my boy, Robberino. Listen. Rob, Rob. We got to do 80 games, and you guys got to split it up in an NL and AL bubble. You got to be safe, all right? He didn't listen to me, but you know who did? NBA commissioner Adam, Adam Silver. Silver. Yeah. The best yeah. commissioner in sports. On, right on our Skype in, call, in my opinion, when me and Adam had a conversation, my boy ads adam oh ad a big ad he listened to me mm -hmm. and they're doing great mm -hmm. so kudos to them i love the atmosphere watching a game like while the plays are developing you feel like the crowd is there with all the zoom yes ambiance and yes. ambient sound they're doing when baskets are made it you definitely like feel a huge difference you don't feel the huge burst of applause but I think for the most part they've done a good job at the atmosphere and making things feel somewhat normal. But yeah, when people have a outstanding highlight, yeah, there's there's a a lot taken away without the crowd there, but they've done a pretty good job at filling filling the, the empty space for and sure. The, and the ratings came out for both sports over this past week and baseball was through the roof, which was really interesting yeah, to that see. Yeah, it is. And then uh, basketball was down thirty to forty percent, which I thought that was kind of odd too, because the 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 bubble playoffs have been the NBA restart has been incredible. So that's kind of odd, right there. Yeah, that's got to be I, a fluke for the NBA. As, as someone that's worked in TV for so long, I never know what to make of ratings numbers, especially right. for yeah. the major league sports. Even though we live sports. and die by it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's still kind of it's interesting. It's an inexact science for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, but that, it really, honestly, it surprises me more baseball's numbers have been so high. Four times in the last year That's at this crazy. moment. That's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. Which um, which I'm driving those numbers because I watch a ton of games. Well, and I know you've been watching your Astros a lot, and for all the Astros fans out here with Academy grad Alex Bregman, how you feeling about them right now? He's out for like a week or so. Yeah, Alex Bregman, um, theoretically out for a week, hamstring strain. Maybe, maybe more, like, maybe more like two weeks. They'll keep him out. Yeah, be precautious. Yardona's on the IL too. I yeah, guess. they're a bit banged up. Yeah, um, Justin Verlander's out. Yeah, Cy Young winner is out. Um, Garrett Cole in New York traded or uh, no uh, free agent free agent saves leader Robert Osuna is gone MVP runner up Alex Bregman is out Michael Brantley perennial all-star is out yeah an uh, unsung hero of the team yeah absolutely and then George Springer is still hobbling he just came back and they got tons of pitching staff that got hurt. And it's almost like Altuve's playing hurt because he just hasn't been right. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't been at his yeah. at his normal level for sure. Until two until uh, two days ago, he was below the Mendoza. Yeah, line. He, yeah, he's he, he's had yeah a yeah. couple of games recently, but for the most part through the the shortened season, yeah, he hasn't been the Altuve people have gotten accustomed to seeing. And the haters are gonna say, "Oh yeah, no trash cans." You're not an MVP anymore, Altuve. There's no banging going on. Classic burn by Oral Hershiser when he struck out against the Dodgers. He said something to the, of the effect of guessing is harder than knowing. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, I said by, it's a pretty good burn, it's dude. Fire. By the way, baseball, one of the gems of, of the sport is the records. Did you see the Padres? Four straight days with a, a grand slam. Yeah, that was phenomenal. That's just that is unreal. And one of them when Tatis swung on the 3-0 pitch. Yeah, we're going to we're going to talk about that later yeah. as well. Um so yeah, it's the the Padres are just stealing my heart and it's unfair that they're playing the Astros right now. They got Astros almost made a, a late rally, but they snapped their eight-game winning streak. Last night to the upstart Padres, that's four to three. That's a battle of two teams in second place in their division, within striking distance of first sure. place. So that, that that's a fun series to watch. And you know, the Padres are young and exciting, and we we touched on this last week as well. But they got the best jerseys in the game right now. I like them from the first. I remember we we watched opening day together. Sure, and I remember seeing those. I was like, I dig it. They are I fire. Dig They're those. so good. But yeah, like each game is so important this year. Like you said. 2.7, each game is 2.7 games. So let's say you play a seven-inning doubleheader. That's five and a half, almost five and a half games worth of wins yeah. in one day. No, I, I, That's I, I, so yeah, important. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. It's like, so you got like a college football schedule almost to where you're only playing 10, 11, right. sometimes 12 games. So every game is super important. It just heightens I mean, that maybe that's why. Now, we are extending the playoff format, though. Correct. So the room for error has been slightly extended Yeah. for these teams that could sneak into the wild card spots. Well, well, they're not even really going to call it wild card, right? It's just going to be one huge it's round. Be, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's exactly. Eight, is it eight teams in each? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 16 overall. Yeah. That's yeah, more, half, half more than half of baseball. Yeah. Right. Yeah. League. But that would be fun. 30 teams. 16 get in. That's going to be a lot well, of fun. You'll see. I, I think you may see a 500 below 500 couple of teams. Oh, you're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you'll have to. But, that, but, but I like that because, like you talked about earlier, the Nationals 
were 19 and 32 before they went on their huge run. Sure. Yeah, let extending the playoffs gives a team like that a chance to get hot at the right time and that that's yeah, that was the right way to go. Yeah. And you know in baseball, you know, it's kind of like the the any given Sunday quote, like any team can win right. two out of three. And the first round of the playoffs only three games. Mm-hmm. So anybody can beat anybody in a three day span. Yeah, like I was Especially watching that first series. It's three games, and they get to choose the division winners who they'll they'll match up with. It's kind of quirky, but can you imagine the Dodgers who have been steamrolling? Right, and they pick a team that's got good pitching like the Rays. I'm just throwing it out there. Different sure. leagues. Yeah, can you imagine that. Yeah, they would lose. So it's kind of yeah. interesting. Or somebody like the the upstart Marlins. I was going like to say the Marlins, kids. or the White Sox, who are loaded with pitching. Oh, the, the White Sox are strong pitching. They're going to be good for a long time. Mm-hmm. They are stacked, and they got a lot of room in their budget to add a free agent or two in the next couple of years. I think the White Sox are going to win one in the next five years. It's going to be White Sox Padres. And, of course, Yankees and Dodgers are going to be strong. They're the up-and-coming teams now. Yeah. For sure. So watch out. And they deserve, You heard it here they, first, they, Albuquerque. And they deserve to be. They've been struggling. For sure. You know, they haven't had good years Yeah, lately. since they sweat my Astros mm-hmm. <laughs> in the World Series. But that was a long time ago. How long ago was that? When we come back, more sports. You're listening to Dave & Buster's Presents ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio. We're powered by our friends and compatriots at New Mexico Pinon, and we play for Team I-9, and you're listening to us on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio. We're powered by our friends at New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play for Team I-9. NBA playoffs going strong. We briefly touched on this last segment. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk X's and O's. We'll talk wins and losses here in a minute. But the NBA is so beautifully watchable on TV now. I love the product they're putting forward and it's set up like the ncaa tournament where you can watch it all day pretty much from yeah. like noon on yep. and that that's great while it while this is lasting we have to enjoy it because yeah we, we were so deprived of basketball for so long and what do we get like four games a day yeah pretty much is day, that we're going day basketball in fact yeah starting at yeah. noon quadruple headers yeah 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 like the ncaa tournament you know you, you pretty much Wake up, or after your lunch break, yeah, you're 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 keeping tabs on games, and that's what we're doing in the NBA right have, now. You have yeah. you have your lower rung teams, your lower seed teams playing very competitive with your top number one seeds losing earlier this week. That was kind of a shock, and you know it's okay, Bucks and Lakers fans though they they turned it around and got on the board and won. But you're seeing teams like the Phoenix Suns, eight and zero in the. In the in the the, the playing games, they're not there yeah. for the extended play. Uh, it would have been fun to see the Suns get it's in. Neat to see yeah. that. That right? would have been cool. But the Blazers are definitely the better matchup for the Lakers. It's more fun, West. more interesting. Can you yeah. believe Portland is an eighth seed with that the kind of veterans that they have? Yeah, it would have been a travesty for Dame Lillard to not be in the playoffs at all. Because right now, in my eyes, he is the Steph Curry of the playoffs right now. I mean, he as soon as he passes half court, he's you know, that's his range. 
I mean, and he's been a lot of fun to watch. And he, 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 I think he got hurt a little bit though. He did in the last yeah. game, so hopefully he's all he's right. Got a splinter on his on his finger, so yeah. As did my boy Luca. Yeah, the Mavericks were my the Mavericks were my upset pick he, he, in the first round. Man, he may be the most fun player to watch. He is so good. The mo- sorry, most fun young player sure. to watch right now. 21. He's so savvy. And and they say he's generational player, which I you guys I agree. The guy yeah. is unreal. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be him and Giannis 1-2 in the MVP I mean, every year. And it's crazy to think about he was traded Essentially, straight up for Trey yeah. Young. Yeah, yeah the for draft. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. What was Atlanta thinking? Uh, I, no, I think that's going to work out pretty well for yeah. them too. Though Trey Young's, Young's been legit. fantastic too. He, sure. he, yeah, he's like Dame Lillard. As soon as he passes half court, it's his range too. He's just developing though. Still, Luca's ahead of him in the sense that he can impact the game in more ways. But no, Trey Young is going to be fantastic. Uh, he'll be in the playoffs by next year or the year after that on a. On an annual basis, do you see teams like Dallas pulling up upsets? Uh, Toronto I, is very solid right now, the defending yes. champs. What well, What do you see? I, yeah. I see the Celtics making some noise. Yeah, the Celtics. The Celtics are strong. The Cel- it's the, the that Celt- sucks about Gordon Hayward. Like they just can yeah, never. But, but they're pretty deep in that position, Absolutely. so they're not going to lose that much because they got Jalen Brown and Tatum. Uh, playing so well, so they're not going to miss Hayward as much. If they lost like a Kemba Walker or someone like that, and now Kemba's that would back hurt more. from injury, and I think yeah. he's added another nice piece to their team. They're already deep on the bench. He is fit in that team really well. Where Kyrie Irving, the whole time he was with the Celtics, you could just always feel like it wasn't as good a fit as they were hoping. Even though he's overall a better player than Kemba Walker, just the fit wasn't there with Boston. But the Raptors. And the Heat yep. and the Celtics all are are kind of still under the radar below the Bucks because they had such a fantastic regular season and they got Giannis uh, still playing at an MVP level. That The East is wide open. Those four teams, I feel like it's between those four, where the West, I feel like it's more the Clippers and the Lakers sure. and everyone Clippers else. have been flat, yeah. which is really, to well, me, Well, they, they bounced back last night, yeah. uh, and, and they've bounced back the last two games now, taking a 2-1 lead. I was a little bit more cons- – I thought after the Mavs beat them in game one, I could see that series going more six or seven games. But, gosh, if Luka's hurt, yeah. that's, that's the series. They don't, they don't They're have They're not going to win another game if no. Luka's hurt. I mean, they, they probably would have won or made it closer. Yeah. Last night, if Luca didn't go out, they're like if a... he didn't get kicked out of that game one, which was kind of a ticky tack. A lot of people are wondering yeah. why the refs kicked him out. Yeah, they they likely could have. You know, they were winning that game by eight points. So he had an even more ticky tack technical. Yeah, early in the game, which led to the the second one and then the ejection. But the the Mavs remind me of the Lakers in the sense that they have this young dynamic duo that they heavily lean on, like the sure. Lakers do with the with LeBron and, sure. and Anthony Davis. So, yeah, if one of those guys are out, it's so detrimental to the team. Where same with the Lakers. If LeBron or AD got hurt, that would be such a huge blow to the Lakers. So, yeah, the Mavs were, were looking pretty good to, to at least make the Clippers earn, you know, advancing. But, no, if Luka's hurt, and if he's not playing 100%, there's no they have way. no chance. No, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, you're right. And Anthony Davis, wow, is he – well, he's been—he turned it on the last game. Yeah, and he oh, had to. Yeah, he—he he, he let. It was a big letdown in game one. He just wasn't hitting the shots, and he was turning the ball over. And uh, but God, he's—he's he's scary when he's playing. Just the defense ab- side his, yeah. too. Yes. Oh gosh, 
everyone forgets how great of a defensive player he is because he's such a great offensive player. Yeah, the Lakers, they're they're getting back on track, and I could see them winning at least in six, if not five. And I, I like the Celtics this year. I love them. I, 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 yeah. I would be more confident if yeah. they had Gordon Hayward as well, but they're deep and they play a good team game. And I'm sure you've noticed this. Like My biggest takeaway from the bubble and the playoffs this year that basketball is a little less scripted and it's a little more street ball-y. Like, there's more one-on-one. Especially like early summer, on in the games. Kind of like summer yeah. league. I like yeah. the yeah. league. Early I like on, it a lot. Early on in the games, officials are letting them play a bit. Yeah, but this pl- actually plays into the Celtics' hand. Mm-hmm. They're scrappy. Because they play really strong team basketball. They do. They do. And, they Bra- run. and Brad Stevens really sets the tone yep. for them. I've been a huge fan of his since he was at Butler. And when he took over the Celtics' job, I predicted... Right away, I was I was thinking he would get them to the NBA Finals. And that was the re- that was the reason he got the extension earlier this week because the players really like playing for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got command of that team for sure, and he's like a, he's got a very um. Especially since they got rid of Ky- Kyrie, they let him go. Right, smart move. Yeah, the, 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 yeah the, the chemistry wasn't there with exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Chem- he's got a chem- very Greg Popovich vibe to him, where it's team first. There's no superstar. We're gonna play team basketball, and it's like. A lot of people ride the hot hand. They go one on one. They try to try to run the court. Celtics play like a, a Spurs style team game. They try to control the game, and you can see from their scores. The Celtics random like rarely score 120, 130 points. They're usually in the low 100s because they're trying to control the pace, control the game. Yeah, and, and I think if everyone in the playoffs is playing street ball yeah. and running up and down the court, and they're controlling the game. They got a really good chance. Yeah, to... you, you, you get a great analogy with comparing him to Popovich because because he has a system that his team follows. Sure, they, they, he definitely uh, is similar to Popovich, where he has a system that his team sticks to, and they don't go off script too much of that. Uh, Jason Tatum, though, is someone that in another year or two could be a guy that they could just run the offense through. Sure. But they probably won't because Brad Stevens has that much, you know, respect of his team where they're just going to run that script. Where like the Spurs, you know, they had arguably the best power forward ever. They never necessarily ran the offense through him. It was keep passing the ball around, ball moving constantly, screens constantly. And if you're open, then you can shoot it. But you're not just going to Kobe Bryant it and, you know, hog the ball and, you know, just uh, make everyone follow your lead. As a lifelong Milwaukee Bucks fan, I hopefully they got the wake up call that they got in that game one loss to Orlando. They look like they they played dominant in game two, and but Giannis needs other players to step up around him for them to kind of move on and advance. Right? Yeah, he needs the three point shooters, the the few three point shooters they have to be hitting like Kyle Korver and uh, the guy from Villanova. I always have a. a... <laughs> I always oh, struggle yeah. with that. With Harry the, I, Kittles. No. no, no. <laughs> name. I can't remember. Uh, Disenjo? Defensio? Oh, yeah. man. I always, I always butcher that. Yeah, Lee Faria always nails that pronunciation. I always butcher it. But, yeah, the kid from Villanova is a great shooter. Um, Eric Bledsoe is a big X factor for them. When he's playing very well, sure. the Bucks are usually winning. And he hasn't the last two years in the playoffs, by the no, way. No, in the playoffs in particular. You're right. He's let down. Yeah, I, back to what we started on is – I love the NBA's TV product. It is so fun to watch with all the new camera angles and the sideline reporting. I'm a big fan of all the Zoom fans, too. For sure. It's really cool. I'm so into that. I think that's great. Like, you miss out on, like, 
the steal and the breakaway dunk and the crowd goes crazy. Like, that's not there. Mm-hmm. Well, besides that one element, I think it's better than it's ever been to watch on TV. Yeah, and basketball's really hard to fill that dead space right there. Where yeah. baseball, they have some sound bites kind of ready sure. for like a home run yeah. sort of uh, you know hit or a moment like that. They've done a better job at filling that space because it's easier. But yeah. they could do a job like the NBA. I think MLB is kind of lazy and they're they're you know getting the fans involved like you said they have the zoom thing with the nba and that's something that the nfl did with their draft in may why don't they do that that's what gets me about mlb they could make it a lot funner you know showing fans like with a zoom. yeah well the um the baseball stadiums <clears throat> excuse me i think are much harder to bring in that technology where in the nba in these i mean they're not even really in an arena they're in a sports complex where there's several courts, so they were able to build these sets yes. essentially yeah. around the court. It's much harder to do that at a huge major league stadium. So the cardboard cutouts were probably just the easier way to go about it, where at least you see something in the stands as opposed to just a blank empty seat. So sure, that was, that was the easier of, of the options. You know, on my Zoom call with the commissioner. Yeah, with old, Rob Rob. Oh, Robbie. <laughs> Big R, I said, "Hey, green screens, man." Green screen. <laughs> well, they've done that a little bit because you know Fox, you got the Fox has been yeah. getting a, the um, advertisements. Yeah, the advertisements behind home plate they change every inning. Why not extend that up behind, and then you could do the same thing the NBA did. Green screens, yeah, yeah. But, but but still, like I was talking about, the stadiums being so huge, you got to get a. The yeah. world's big. You're gonna have to get an avatar like. Well, I mean, at least behind home around. plate. You're gonna need yeah. James Cameron to be consulting on that. Yeah, or or Michael Bay in the Michael ninth Bay inning. Michael Bay or <laughs> anyone from Marvel. I can't remember the 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 teams that were playing the other day or Thursday night, but there was a big fat teddy bear that was sitting in the left field. Yeah, uh, it was the things the Astros now. Yeah. I think it, yeah. And the so it, it so the the ball hit the the big teddy bear in the head and it bounced right back. But I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah it was like Ted. Ted the Bear sitting out there with a drink. Just got nailed. <laughs> yeah, the Seattle Mariners have a whole section that's all stuffed animals. Yes. Yeah. And I know a lot of teams are doing quirky stuff. Like, you know, some some teams will have ex-players, cutouts of ex-players sitting behind, and some people have fans. And, you know, you watch enough baseball. You're a sports dude. You know, Marlins man. So the guy who's always in the orange, um, what do you call it, golf hat. Mm-hmm. Visor? Visor. Good Lord. <laughs> I'm big on visor. I think I'm having a stroke. You're a visor guy, huh? <laughs> I've become a visor guy within like the last month or two. So, yeah, Marlins man visors. like donated to every team's foundation, and he's been behind home plate in the same seat that he always has yeah. on like the big playoff games or yeah. Sunday night baseball when you see the same dude in the visor and orange mm-hmm. Marlins jersey. So I thought that was cool, too. Like a little touch of normalcy. Not not all MLB teams are doing things in the stands, right? There are some some that just have empty stands, or is it pretty much everyone caught up to it now? As far as I've seen, I don't, I can't be a hundred percent sure, but as far as I've seen, everyone's doing cutouts. Yeah, large majority, if not everybody. And every, by the way, here before we go to break, but every time I see a Dodgers game, and I saw a couple this week, there's always a Tommy Lasorda cutout. I love Tommy. Yeah, for sure. Got to have Tommy. And then uh, and my favorite cutout in Oakland is Tom Hanks used to sell hot dogs at the stadium. Oh, yeah. So right behind awesome. home plate, yeah, right behind yeah. home plate yeah. in the aisle is that. a cutout 
of Tom Hanks selling hot dogs. Classic. That's of sweet. older Tom Hanks or a younger Tom Hanks? Young Tom Hanks. Yeah, like when he was a kid, he sold hot dogs at oh, Oakland Stadium. That's pretty cool. I like Tom Hanks even more now. When we come back, college football and the coronavirus. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play for Team I-9. And you're listening to us on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. The NFL's coming back. They can't be swayed. But there's a division in college football. Some say yes. Some say no. It's really like right down the middle. Can they keep it safe? What you think, Big Brando? I I just, without a bubble, I'm not optimistic. I'm really not. But that is not stopping the ACC, the SEC, the American Athletic Conference, and, and really the state of Texas, like, I was reading right now, and we were, talk, we were talking about Big Big 12, of course. Can't forget them. There's a lot of conferences that have teams in Texas that have postponed fall sports, but those teams in Texas have essentially broke away from their conference, and they're going to keep going. So UTEP, Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian, schools of that nature, they're, UTSA, they're all moving forward. They're, mm. just, they're just scheduling each other now. They're, they're all kind of improving their way through this and making a schedule in time to pull it off. Sure. And uh, it's, it's going to be crazy, man. Everything's bigger in Texas, Vital. Even the coronavirus spikes. Even the egos. <laughs> yeah, but the, the SEC, Big 12, ACC, you know, those conferences have really set the tone for all of these teams to think, well, if they think they can pull it off, we think we can pull it off too. Sure. And they're moving forward. Yeah, all you have to do, I don't think it's a good idea. I'm going to miss it. College football is so much fun and so I exciting. Like the, I feel like the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the MAC, the Mountain West, I feel like they made the wise decision. Yeah. Because it's th- all about safety at the end of the day. That's what we should be concerned about right now, not the money and not getting this in at fall. It's still possible to get this in by January or sure. February. Sure. I think people, I mean, if you want the pulse of the country – Talk to the smartest people in the room. And the first division to cancel their season was the Ivy League. Right. Yeah. So if the Ivy League is the first one to stick their neck out, smartest people in the room, maybe take notice. Maybe take the temperature of what's going on. Yeah. There's, there's too many people out there seeing these conferences and thinking, oh, they're just being scared. No, they're not being scared. They're yeah. being smart. Being smart. And if the MLB is any indication, you've seen all the problems they have. So many postponements, so many games canceled. You know, we talked about it earlier. The Cardinals have 14 doubleheaders now throughout the year because they didn't take it seriously, and then they spread it through their locker room. If a 26-man roster is going to have these problems, what do you think is going to happen to 100, 120 teenagers? It's not going to work. Yeah, and and you've had – um, like governors and different politicians out there campaigning for a while. Hey, let's just postpone fall sports. Let's be safe about it. Michelle Lujan Grisham among that group. Yeah. And New Mexico, New Mexico State ended up 
move, moving forward with the postponement with Mountain West, ended up making that decision, and then New Mexico State, an independent, ended up making that decision on their own. What what I think the biggest issue I have with this is if the, if the NCAA is going to move forward with football, with, with allowing these conferences to move forward like they are, the SEC and the schools, those conferences we've mentioned already, they're going to... They're going to really regret it because the players are showing how much power they have, these, these players on these other conferences. I think this movement we've had a, a while of players earning money for their likeness and stuff like that, I think this could end up turning into players are going to get paid even more so, not just for their likeness, they're going to end up getting more money in general, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. I think NCAA football, NCAA basketball, they bring in billions of dollars. So I think the NCAA is going to regret this at the end of the day, letting things move forward. I think this can end up being a good thing for the players and and money becoming a bigger a bigger part of the conversation for the players because there's always been a talk to, for decades, well, the college athletes don't really deserve – much more money than the scholarships they're getting anyway. I've never agreed with that. That's ridiculous. It, it, yeah, especially someone like Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, a team that's going to continue to move forward with the season, at least attempt to do it. This guy's going to be a number one pick in a couple of years. He's going to be worth millions of dollars. He already is worth millions of dollars as it is. So I'm a little surprised that someone like him and these, these other players at the SEC schools especially, oh my yeah. goodness, the money out there is insane. It's gigantic. They could be pushing... All these conferences are like, hey, if you really want us to play, you need to give us this much money. Exactly. I'm a little surprised this hasn't happened, and I think, I think it's going to get there eventually. I mean, you're right. It would be the perfect time to hold out. And I these universities that's... are just making money hand over fist. Like how many – you mentioned Trevor Lawrence. How many orange number 16 jerseys do you think are owned Thousands. in the Clemson area? Yeah, just in Clemson. His area. name on the back. You know what jersey you're buying. Not to mention the ones that are bought online. Yeah, from anyone. Sure. Mm -hmm. I think that's why the NCA moved for providing a free year of eligibility for the fall sport athletes that have been affected. Yeah. By the pandemic. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see how you can't at least give them that option, but right. it's it's so complicated though because I mean, I mean, look, schools just in our state, UNM and New Mexico State. While that's a nice thought that these seniors are going to have the opportunity to come back. The coaches have already been recruiting a large group of freshmen to come in for 2021. They don't have enough money sure. to have scholarships for everyone. So it's not going to be so simple like, oh, well, yeah, these seniors can't come back, but that doesn't mean they will. So, And I don't think there's a, there's, yeah. a, there's not a perfect fix to this situation. No, there's not. But let me bounce this off you. This is my idea to help fix this problem. So you get college athletes, especially football players and big money sports. You get your scholarship. You get your housing. You get your food, you get your books, like they always have. But each player has a trust, and that each team contributes to that trust. And whenever you graduate, you get the accumulation of that trust. And then if you become a professional athlete, you forego that trust. So they can still be amateurs, but they can still make money off the university for their likenesses and how much money the university makes off of them. Yeah, that's a good idea. So instead of paying them directly... There's more to that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's an interesting idea. Well, thank you, sir. 
When we come back, Leah Black of the New Mexico Brewers Guild Already, all right. gives us the State of the Union in Albuquerque Breweries. We got Fred Slow calling in. We're talking about hot mics and on-air slip-ups. That's going to happen at 8.30. We'll see you after a short break. You're listening to Dave & Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act studio. We're powered by our friends at New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play for Team I-9 Sports. One hour in the books. Welcome to the 8 o'clock hour, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. Hey, Brandon. Yes, sir. You like a good beer? Who Sometimes. Doesn't? Sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. Vital, you like a good beer? That's all I drink, beer. You're like a, you're an old Milwaukee guy, right? That's where you're from. Uh, yeah, from the Milwaukee area. Which they, uh, all Milwaukee. All the beers. Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> but I love any kind of beer. You know who else loves beer? Leah Black of the New Mexico <laughs> Brewers Guild. What's up, girl? Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Leah. It's been a minute. Yeah, I know. Friend of the show, friend in real life, and frequent contributor to ABQ Central. We like beer over here, and we like local <laughs> beer, and we like supporting our local breweries. For those of those out there who don't know you, Leah, who are you and what do you do? I am the executive director of the New Mexico Brewers Guild, and uh, man, we're, we've been in the fight of our lives the last several months. Um, I, we are here. Our sole purpose is to promote and protect New Mexico craft breweries across the state, and we work with our National Brewers Association to... Uh, help change laws, help protect breweries, help get them funding, and it's it's a it's a crazy world right now. You guys have done absolutely amazing work over the last few months, keeping the community safe, keeping these breweries open, and lobbying like no other to make sure these businesses don't crumble. Yeah. So I know we lost a, a couple breweries throughout this process, and that's super unfortunate, but... Albuquerque is very spoiled as we have so many great breweries and so many great beers. And it seems like every brewery, no matter whether it's one of the big dogs or your local neighborhood brew pub, we got so much to choose from. Can you can you talk about the diversity of Albuquerque oh beers? Gosh, yeah, uh, we are really lucky. Um, right now we sit at 10th in the nation. Uh, last I checked, I need to check the update, but 10th in the nation from the Brewers Association in breweries per capita in New Mexico alone. And so we've got over 90 breweries in the state, and then more than half of those are in the Albuquerque metro area, and that includes, you know, Corrales, Rio Rancho. So just to, just to break that down for you, there's over 40-some-odd breweries here in the metro area that are just amazing and have won not only national awards but international awards. So we're pretty lucky. When people say we are like a mini little beer mecca, it's true. We're not just biased. I mean, it's, you can check the facts. <laughs> Leah Brennan here. It's great to be on with you again. I think the last three times I've been on with the guys, you've been on too. I think we're becoming a package deal. This is great. I love it. <laughs> so the IPA challenge, let's talk about that. Uh, oh, my God. A, great, cha- a you, great contest you guys have done over the years. It's coming up again soon, right? Yeah, and, and I will tell you guys, you are the first. It's breaking news here. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been working on, on all the details 
obviously we have to pivot because we can't have giant events anymore. And that, you know, that's changed. Um, who knows for how long, but what we usually do is we've had this contest that I, I don't want to say contest competition. Yes. Um, it's going on close to 20 years now. This is crazy. The IP challenge is our longest running, um, beer competition in the state. And, Obviously, this year we're changing it, but what normally happens is we have it for the entire month of July, and we have it all over the state. We have different venues that host it. People buy tickets. They come in. They get a tray of, like, 15 different IPAs from all over the state. They vote, and and then we go through that for four rounds, and best of four takes the crown. So this year what we're doing is we have worked really hard trying to figure out how we pivot, and what we're going to do is we're going to can the IPAs this year thanks to – the wonderful brewing and beverage management program at CNM. They're going to help us can these beers. We've got 36 entries this year, and we are going to deliver the mix packs all over the state. We'll have it up on our website. Um, when they are available, it will start September 9th. Wow. So 36, that's like halfway to an NCAA tournament bracket right there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> sure that's a is. bunch. And so, so okay, that's exciting. So cans to make it easier for social distancing. Boxing there's going to be three rounds. Three rounds. three rounds. And and how many rounds were there before? There were four rounds. Okay, so, so only one less. Eliminated rounds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Boxing Bear, from this website I'm looking at, won three of three titles in four years. Who, if you're going to label some breweries as like the Yankees or Lakers, <laughs> you know, yeah, some, like, pro, some, pro, some prominent history. In yeah, this, who's the number you know? one seed? Well, so, who's, yeah, who, who's, who's the Duke Blue Devils? Yeah, who, who's who, the, who's who's the, the North Carolina yeah. Well, yeah. if you are looking at stats, Boxing Bear has been an amazing contender. Um, you know, Blue Corn Brewery was the only one that unseated them um, the year before last. Okay. So they are obviously a, a, a heavy hitter. But the other thing we have to remember here is we've got some new breweries since last like year. Like brand new ones, and yeah. Brand new. And they're putting out some powerful, wonderful, delicious beers. So... You know, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to say, and obviously I have to be unbiased, but it would be really exciting to see one of these brand new breweries get into the top. Yeah, the new upstart. The expansion team. The 16 seed. Yeah. The upset. <laughs> the diaper dandy. Who's, who, I mean, if you, if you had to pick, and I know you have to be impartial, but who in the, who the, the new kids on the block, who are the upstarts that like right. have a chance to win this thing? Who's making some noise? I, oh, guys, I can't even, I, there's so, I honestly, yeah, Give us I a couple, you have to just pick one, yeah, give us like five. <laughs> yeah, so um, we've got some, some new breweries all over the state, um, but I would say here in Albuquerque, I don't know, not far, you guys could walk across the street, actually, you could probably see them from one of your windows in that building, but Gravity Bound Brewing just opened downtown. Um, two very impassioned brothers that are, are, are love the craft brewing scene and um, have, the one brother has brewed um, in New York and mm. and done lab work and stuff. So I think that they are an exciting one to watch. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is. Let me get my list out. I got to get my list because 36 is a lot, you guys. That is <laughs> yeah, sure is. Yeah. Um, so you you know right. I'm a I'm a patio guy. I love local beer, and you'll catch me like just this week. I had one at Marble, and I had one at Bosi, and I had one at Sidetrack. Nice. So Thank I've you. been representing. You know I represent, Leah. You do. You do. So New Mexico Brewers Guild, Leah Black, is with us right now talking about State of the Union for Albuquerque Breweries, and we're talking about the IPA Challenge. 
which Super, fortunately the Super Bowl of IPA yes. in the state. Who it gets really to is. wear the crown? And this really cool big uh trophy. I just saw a picture of this online. I didn't know like you had that <laughs> huge cool trophy. Is it a you big is it a big trophy, beer? Yes. <laughs> what is it? It's a big still. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no one has drank oh, beer. Oh, I see it. Yeah, I see it. Why hasn't that happened? Yeah, I know, right? Like the Stanley Cup, you you pour your yeah. whatever IPA one, you pour it in there and drink out it of it. It looks like a trophy made in medieval times. Yeah, sure. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty sweet. So IPAs come in all shapes and sizes. Do you think that the more mild, like fruity IPAs or like the super strong, bitter doubles and triples, like what usually is in contention in the IPA challenge? Or is it just depends on the it season, depends on the yeah. year? It changes year by year, I would say. You know, lately, honestly, the trend of hazy IPAs has been out of control. And I think the reason why they are so popular is because I think they bring in people that aren't normally um, IPA drinkers. The hazies make them more approachable. So the juiciness kind of cuts down the bitingness of the hops. And see, I, I like that bitter hopness. But some people don't prefer that. But some of the hazies, you don't get that, but you still get that full flavor, full mouth flavor. So I think that the hazies might be here to stay for a while. I myself prefer a West Coast IPA. Um, but the fun thing about this competition is that you're going to find both in here. So it is always exciting to see who kind of takes the crown. So, Leah, so anyone that wants to participate, check this out, help you judge, what, what do you got to do? What, what, what details have you guys finalized so far? So, so far, it's not live yet on the website because it's not going to start until September. But please follow us on all the social media channels. We're on Instagram, Facebook, all those things. I will post a video um, coming this week to explain the whole process. And also our website is nmbeer.org. But basically what's going to happen is we're going to have this beer available all over the state. And you'll go to our website to buy your ticket. And then you'll go pick up your beer at one of the designated locations. And um, you're going to be able to cast your vote on our website then after you've purchased the ticket. Great. I love it. Easy peasy. Yeah, what, yeah. A, what a smart pivot. You guys yeah. did absolutely for, awesome this year. For you uh, Twitter followers out there, NM Brewers Guild, at NM Brewers Guild on Twitter. Yes. Yes. And same handle on Instagram, and please follow us on Facebook. Um, go check out our website. The fun thing on our website, too, that we have is our beer map, and it's got our brewery members and all of their tap rooms from all over the state. You can go check it out, and it's mobile-friendly, so there's a wonderful beer map for you to go support all of these breweries next time you get thirsty. Awesome. And um, all of these breweries from all over the state, we've got Beer Creek Brewing up in Santa Fe, all the way down to Tumble Root in Santa Fe, but the whole list, we've got Las Cruces represented, we've got Angel Fire, Red River, Farmington. It's going to be really exciting. You know, aside from the, the big wig breweries, what cities would you say, Leah, over the years have been – a prominent, successful city throughout these? Like, what, what cities have been bringing it at the competition? You know who's really on fire, especially right now? Las Cruces. Yeah. Look out. I'm really expecting some great stuff to come out of Las Cruces. Uh, we have Truth or Consequences Brewing that obviously started in TRC, and then they expanded a taproom into Las Cruces. Icebox Brewing, unfortunately, they weren't able to enter the competition this year. Um, but they've got three taprooms down now in Las Cruces. Bosque Brewing has, I think, four tap rooms in Las Cruces. There's a lot of action going on down there. Little Toad Creek. I mean, it is like our our, our new fire city for beer. What about the, the OG in Cruces, where I used to go when I lived there, High Desert? Oh, yeah, 
deserts in the competition. And right. Donna's great. She's really excited to be part of it this year. Um, but, yeah, High Desert is in it. I, I'm looking at this list, and it is, like, immense. We've got people literally from everywhere. Red River Brewing up north. It's going to be really exciting to see what happens. So let me ask you this, Leah. If, if we got into a situation where you guys weren't able to get so many people in person, would you guys go, like, the Zoom route? Like oh, have, absolutely. Yeah, like, have, like have people yeah, testing several, them on Zoom? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've done happy hours. We've done, a, we called it, we've had two different net sesh fests, which is like internet session fest. We have a session of beers together. We have breweries um, show the brewing process and tour their brew houses and that sort of thing. So we'll probably do more of that in the future, definitely. That's cool. Leah Black, New Mexico Brewers Guild, helping Albuquerque breweries, New Mexico breweries stay afloat. Thank you so much for everything you've done for the city of Albuquerque and the state of New Mexico and all the local breweries. Even at the beginning of the coronavirus, mm-hmm. all these guys were able to stay very safe and stay open and push that product. And then now that things are starting to open up on the patios, it's super safe. So Albuquerque, go out there. New Mexico, go out there. Support your local breweries. Leah, where I can wanna... people get more information about the New Mexico yeah. Brewers Guild? Let's break that down Yeah, again. and I really want to thank everybody, too, because this is like supporting local businesses, not just breweries, but restaurants, everybody – um, everybody that has been supporting, it's like we need your help now more than ever. And just the people that go and pick up a simple growl or a six-pack, it's just we really appreciate it. I don't think they know how important it is when you walk in the doors and decide to buy local. So I just want to thank everybody. And I even have some gift cards as a way of saying thank you. Uh-oh, here we go. What you got, girl? So not only one, but I've got two for you today. The generous fine folks at Sidetrack Brewing downtown, friend of the show. You guys know Dan and Ann. They're amazing. Sure do. Um, we've got a $20 gift card from them. And then also Canteen Brew House. Jamie has supplied one. It's good at either one of their locations. So we've got both of those for you guys today. Awesome. Well, you heard that, loyal listeners. Light up them phone lines once we hang up with Leah. 505-246-0610. Call in and get yourself a gift certificate to two of our favorite local breweries. Leah, thank you so much for being on with this again. And again, thank you so much for everything you've done. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, guys. And thanks for being such supporters of our beer scene. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, talk to you later. Thank you so much. When we come back, unwritten rules. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a 3-0 grand slam, and it set the internet on fire. We'll talk about that. 8.30, we got co-host... Dear friend and heck of a dude, Fred Slow, calling in to talk about hot mics and on-air flubs. We'll see you after the break. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon, and we play on Team I-9. And you're listening to us on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. I hope you're not too chilly on this fall teaser morning. It's going to be 96 today, so get over it. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play for Team I-9. And you're listening to us on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. 
Another big thank you to Leah Black of the New Mexico Brewers Guild for being on and give us a State of the Union of Albuquerque and New Mexico breweries and uh, really excited for the IPA challenge. Didn't get shut down in this coronavirus climate, so we're excited for that. So congratulations to the first two callers who got in immediately and got those gift certificates. Thanks really? again to Leah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they, they went in like 30 seconds. Who doesn't want free beer, Brandon? Some thir- it's Thirsty Saturday. Yeah, buddy. Unwritten rules. In baseball. <laughs> in anything, but we're going to talk baseball. Okay. So the days of the grumpy old man on his porch waving his fist are almost over. And I think the youth movement in baseball is finally going to end it. Mm -hmm. So the world went ablaze, the internet went ablaze, when Fernando Tatis Jr. up six runs, swung three balls and no strikes, and hit a home run with the bases loaded. It was a a grand slam, yeah. It was a grand slam. Mm -hmm. And people were very upset with him. How dare you? rub it in the face of the other team and swing at a 3-0 pitch and score four runs for your team when you're already up six runs. So if you Google unwritten baseball rules, which I may or may not have done, (laughs) no swinging, the big three, no swinging on a 3-0 count with your team up, which is what Tatis Jr. did, no bat flips, exaggerated bat flips after a homer, that's another big one, and don't mention a no-hitter. Yeah. When a pitcher has one going. Those are the big three. And they're all dumb. Mm, I think the Get third, over I it. think the third one is probably the only one I would agree with. The other two don't really care. Yeah, I mean baseball's a very superstitious sport. Yeah. You've seen it throughout the history of baseball. You go on a winning streak, you don't change your undies or your socks. You know, you got to have the same hat folded the same way. Baseball more than any other sport. Oh, yeah, it's not known even, for those. That, that not even close. Yeah, that you know, it's baseball and everybody else. Sure. Yeah, people have the same meal before every game. People have to tie their shoes the same way. They have to do like uh, wear the same helmet, wear the same hat. Sure. All year long. Yeah. Don't cut your hair if you're playing well. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Give me all the Tatis Jr. you got. Give me all the Juan Soto you got. Do you have Give me all the Luis Robert. When you're you watching got. Astros in the playoffs, do you have any superstitions? No. Okay. No. Sometimes if they're behind and I want to start a rally, I'll do like a jersey switch okay. or something silly. But like I don't think it's my fault. Do you have to have like the remote controls in a certain position? Nope, none of that. Like you have to be sitting in a certain way. No, I don't do any people of that. People do that. And I know a lot I know a, a lot, lot of people, people do. do. People that. do that. Yeah, a lot you'd of people be surprised. do. Yeah. I have a buddy who's a, a really hardcore Cowboys fan and he has to wear the same he just you know, the same jersey every week, depending on whether they're home or road. Unless he's going to the game, he has to be at his house, he can't go to the bar. He can't have like more than two or three people over because he gets so emotional. Right, like you said, the controllers have to be in the well, same spot. My, my favorite he has the same meal. My favorite mo- moment in a movie where someone's doing that is Robert De Niro in Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, He's got yeah. like ten remote controls, yeah. sure, and they all have to be pointed in a certain direction. And he's sitting in a way. He's holding himself up in a certain way. It's great. It takes too much. It's work. so oh, accurate. Gosh. It's Isn't so stressful. Though so true. Those are the people that I know a lot of people like that, and especially when I was living in Las Vegas. 
because they had juice on the game. But my gosh, mm-hmm. that's stressful. You mm-hmm. can't enjoy the game when you're. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm a pa- I'm a passionate fan, and I you know I'm the biggest Astros dork in the world. But I don't get upset when my team loses. Like I don't have to like. Did you, you know, when you were younger? Do the no, no, not really. No, um, I don't have to do the superstitious stuff like we just been talking about, and it's not going to affect my day right. when they lose. I understand being a passionate fan, but when you do all that superstitious stuff and you get upset that your team isn't performing well or they lose, that's borderline mental illness. Yeah, like <laughs> you're the, right. The actions. You're there's right. Something wrong there. Yeah. The actions it's of funny because com- it's true. Yeah, like the actions of complete strangers. Yeah. should not affect your right. well-being. So in 2000, this is entertainment. In 2015, yeah. my my old high school reached the state basketball championship for the first time ever. And one of my best friends was an assistant coach, and I ended up going. I went all the way from South Texas to Oakland, California. Uh When I got there, I was like, oh, my gosh. I've never seen them play this year. What if they lose? And the only game. And I I was there for it. And it's your fault. It went through my mind. But I, I still went, and they won. So Everything was, was fine until Star TV and Radio wow. Brandon Ortega yeah. showed up. Yeah, I used to be the the, uh, the PA announcer for them back in the day. So I, uh, yeah, I, I still follow them. And uh, yeah, it's funny how like things like that go through your mind when you're watching your favorite teams. Right. It's really funny. It's a yeah. game. It's not life. It's yeah, just a game. Absolutely. Yeah, I understand, Pat. Anyway, back to the the unwritten rules. Yes. Like this has to go away, and I think this is the generation to finally kill it. I think it will always linger. I think there's always going to be conversations of it, but as far as the players following them, I think you're right. I think the young generation, for the most part, is going to steer away from those things. Yeah. Except for the no-hitter. I feel like that's always going to be that's, around. That's fair. I think that's fair. That one's fair. I think that's that's not really an unwritten rule or a superstition. That's like common courtesy. You don't want to yeah. jinx them. You don't want to put themselves in their own head. I think that's just a smart move. Outside of the three we've mentioned, are there any other ones in baseball? Oh, there's there's dozens. So, so like, one way so, you you can't walk across the mound. Yeah, you don't oh. step you don't step you on don't the chalk. Step on the mound when you're like you know you you some happen where you're out at third and you trot back. What about to what about pitchers throwing at uh, like the heads of batters? Isn't that an unwritten rule? Uh, yeah, unwritten rule. Or, you, you can plunk somebody, but you don't throw at their head. This one, yeah. So like if someone gets hit. Then your pitcher then will go and hit someone else. That's almost an unwritten rule too. Absolutely, isn't it? yeah. yeah. But you you can have retaliation. You have one retaliation, and, and if it. you if you re retaliate, then that's when the bench is clear. Right. But it's understood that if someone shows you up after it's someone, even, then you, yeah, it's you get good. Sh- struck out, and the pitcher talks smack to you, then you're going to get retaliated. If you hit a home run and you pimp it, you just stand there and watch it go, or right. you do a you giant show out a little bit. Yeah, yeah you're going to get plunked. And right. I think that needs to go away. Because I think people should go out there and have fun and celebrate. Because ever since the steroid era, there's been a slow decline in fandom of the MLB. Mm-hmm. And there are so many good, exciting young players right now yeah. that it's finally on the way back up. Yeah. You know, after, you know, Mike Trout and Bryce Harper, the generation after those guys, yeah. you're. Luis Roberts, Tatis, your Tatis Juniors, Juan Soto, Juan Soto's like these guys. They go out there and they Cody have a Bellinger. good time. Yeah, yeah, Bellinger is a great example. They go out there and they have a good time. They play with their heart. They play with their heart on their sleeve. And like Juan Soto caught a lot of slack for it, 
in the playoffs last year. He does his little his dance in the batter's box, grabs his crotch, stares Wait, you y- down. Yasiel Puig in recent years has been a player Cock, yeah, under uh, fire for doing stuff like that. Exactly. Sticking out his tongue. Sticking out his tongue. After stealing a base or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should just go out there and have a good time. Yeah. Because if you want to increase your fandom, you want to increase your viewership, you got to go out there and put out a good product. Mm-hmm. And the NBA learned that a long time before the NBA, uh, before MLB did, is let your guys go out there and play and have fun and let their personality shine. And then you have the NFL being referred to as the no fun league for so long for not letting players celebrate a touchdown. Yep. And they've, like, loosened that up now. Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah. I think it was last year was the first time they could do team celebrations. Yeah, which is great. It's great. It's it's awesome. You only saw that in movies for sure. so long, and now you can actually see players doing it in games. And, yeah. and if you bring out the individuality of the player, then I think they flourish, and you see the Dominican and Cuban players have brought that nice flavor to the ba- game of baseball and NFL. They're loosening up the rules so you can yeah. have fun. Yeah. And, you know, MLB had a huge initiative uh, in the early 2000s. I, I forget the name. The name of it escapes me. But they tried to bring baseball into urban communities. And you're talking mostly black and Latino areas and, and big cities. And if you're a young kid and you see how much fun NBA players are having and how stiff and boring baseball players are, mm-hmm. what are you going to pick? Right. Like you're going to pick the cool, fun thing to do. Yeah. Unless you're raised on it. Right. If you weren't raised on baseball, then you're going to choose basketball because yeah. it's more exciting. Have, it's more fun. You know, and that probably plays a factor in sports like tennis and golf having a harder time attracting kids because, yeah, they, they really shy away from celebrations and antics uh, to celebrate stuff in those sports. That takes away from the fun of it, too. Yeah, give me all, like, the Joey Bautista bat flips you got, Fernando Tatis swinging on 3-0, Juan Soto dancing around, grabbing his crotch. I absolutely love this stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's, you play it because it's fun. So keep having fun. Yeah, keep having fun. Be entertaining, and that's how you get more fans. When we come back, Fred Slow, co-host of this show, ABQ Central. Live from Gallup. Live from Gallup. Doing some cool stuff with Big Brothers Big Sisters out there. He'll tell us all about that. And we talk about hot mics, on-air flubs, when we come back. You're listening to Dave & Buster's Presents, ABQ Central. Live from the ABQ Act studio, we are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. And we play for Team I-9. And you're listening to this program on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. You're listening to us on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Brandon, we're so fortunate to have you today, buddy. You're so good at this. Love doing it. Love doing it. It was easier to wake up today, so that was nice. Usually it's a little tough to get up early, but it was easier, and uh, it's always fun with you, bud. Recently crowned New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, back-to-back years, one of the best in the biz. Thank you, bud. Speaking of best in the biz... We got the guy that Brandon's <laughs> filling in for, Fred Slow. What's going on, buddy? Good morning, fellas. Good morning, boys. How goes it, my dude? Bye. You are in Gallup. Yeah. Helping out with a golf tournament. Tell us about that, homie. Yeah, I'm, uh, 
myself and Big Brothers Big Sisters, primarily Big Brothers Big Sisters, they just allowed me to help a little bit. Um, we're out here at Fox Run Golf Course in Gallup, and we're doing a socially distanced uh, little fundraiser here. So it's kind of it's kind of a different feel than what I'm accustomed to. You know, I've run, shoot, just dozens of golf scrambles. But um, this one's going to have taken all day because the way they have them staggered, uh, no one no one is interacting with each other. It's it's just it's really professional. It's done really well, and they're helping some kids. So I'm I'm very impressed by this entire entire process from Big Brothers Big Sisters. Awesome organization, awesome organization doing awesome things. Yeah, and, and and again, just for them to allow me to be a part of it is a big deal. And and real quick before we get you know we move on, just. You know, big thank you to, like, the New Mexico United and the Albuquerque Ice Topes and the Santa Ana Star Center and the New Mexico Runners and uh, the city of Albuquerque, the Biopark. Just so many people made a donation to Big Brothers Big Sisters to help out with this. And you guys know how those fundraisers go here. If, if you put enough things in the raffle, you, you raise quite a bit of money. So uh, so throughout the course of the day, a lot of individuals are going to come through, and, and they're going to enjoy helping a really good organization. And I wanted to thank those teams and and standing in a star center for, for helping me help them. What's the uh, leaderboard look like at the tournament this morning? Who's, who's leading well, at the turn? Is Tiger Woods three who, under? Who keeps, <laughs> no one keeps score. At, uh, oh, well, everyone's keeping score on the contraire, man. They're <laughs> so all what, keeping what, score. Oh, my God. Oh, they're, they're using their pencil wedge then. Like, like yeah. you played a bogey. That's the whole someone's thing. Gonna, you played a bogey, pick it up. Someone's going to win the tournament at, like, 20 under. That's how yeah, it always goes. Well, yeah. <laughs> There'll be a, there's a course record every tournament. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah. So. We got to get Fred playing soon, man. Hey, I was just about to say that. Gotta I think start we playing with you. We might have start. We might have talked Fred. We, me and Brandon, go golf very often, and I think he, Fred's finally getting jealous of our budding. <laughs> our, our, Fred's getting jealous of our budding bromance, and he's got uh, he's got the. Fred historically has the FOMO. He's got the fear of missing out, and he wants to come golf with us. That's what it is. You talk, We were playing disc golf the other day, and you yeah. guys talked me into it. I don't know if he told you the story by Talbot. Brandon takes me in van disc golfing, and he pulls us to the side, and he says just under his breath, hey, guys, I'm the New Mexico Broadcaster of the Year. Like, what? <laughs> like, how do you make that announcement on the back nine of Rosie disc golf course? I buried the lead a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he does. Like um, me, I, wanted, I, I would be I like. I wanted to throw in real quick. Um, hey, unwritten rules of baseball? Yeah. So yeah. what you guys didn't mention is uh, the hey don't rub it you know like if you get like if you get hit with a bean ball or what, like don't rub dirt don't, on it I always rub. thought that was the dumbest rule yeah like like if I get hit with a bean ball and like it's like mid thigh you know I'm about to dig my hand into that thing sure but, like if you yeah if you rub, you're so soft and it's unwritten so anyways, that was my one that's the one I would throw in don't don't rub a bean ball hmm. you're not supposed to rub it period you're not mm-hmm. supposed to touch no, your owie. If, no, I mean, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If I get, if I get, like, if I get plucked, I'm rubbing it. Yeah, if I get plunked in the butt by a 95 mile an hour fastball, I'm rolling around on the ground doing the Peter Griffin. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so classic. <sighs> yeah. So, Fredo, what do you think about old Tom Brenneman? Oh my gosh! Like, there's. I've been in this game for a long time, I, I, almost almost 20 years. And, Brandon, you've been in this game a long time. And, Van, you're fortunate to slum with us. Yeah, baby. But, like, there's, I mean, there are just some rules that are just instilled in you. Like, 
Like, if, if right now in this phone call, if I were to drop a swear word, like, the listener would forgive me. But, like, do not at any time, like, breach hate speech. Like, that is, that is just so preposterous to me to live your entire, like, I guess professional career and the fallacy that you're not a terrible person. Yeah, obviously he doesn't know the temperature of the country right now, and who knows? Maybe he's a bigot. Maybe he was trying to make a joke that got out of line, but it was wildly unprofessional. And for for those of you that don't know, uh, Tom Brenneman has been a broadcaster for years and years and years, calls Cincinnati Reds NFL baseball games. He calls NFL for Fox Sports. He's got his own show. He's got his own radio. His dad was a big time. Yeah. Yeah. And he let a bigotous swear word, very offensive word, slip on air. Homophobic slur. Very homophobic slur slip on air. And he got pulled from the game and immediately fired and replaced in the it was it was in a double header. Am I am I correct? Am I getting this right? So he he between so it was two seven inning well you guys know they're doing little league rules. So at the end of seven after the first, uh, while leading into the second game he, on a hot mic, just makes the poorest decision ever made with the – and I guess you said trying to make a joke. Nothing funny about it from what I heard. No. And then no. and then mid-broadcast of the second game, they pulled him mid-broadcast, and he gives you the greatest home run call of all time. That's good. I, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll come back with some audio of Tom Brenneman's apology and this amazingly timed home run call. So, and, and I know, like, you guys do the varsity every day, so I was thinking maybe, like, the varsity of hot mics. I don't know how you guys feel about that real quick. But, yeah, like, let's do Let's kick like, one out. Okay, so I can lead. So t- today's I-9 varsity, I-9 sports, contact I-9 sports, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, it's, the I-9, it's the varsity of hot mics, okay? So I'm going to go with Mike Trout. I think Mike Trout is on the list. Okay. What was that, Sitch? He's just a good-looking guy. Oh my God, this guy! Hot Mike. Okay. Well, okay. Well, okay. You got, you I'm so I'm so I'm so glad Scott. that you're not across the from... table from me right now. I'd slap you. Does <laughs> Mike Rowe count from Dirty Jobs? I think he's like really good looking. Yeah, you're more um, you're more into the like the handsome rugged. Yeah. You're going handsome dudes. This isn't hot hot mics. Okay. In his own way, Mike Strahan. I think it's more personality than looks, but I think Mike Strahan. He's like a hot mic. Yeah, he's like tall and handsome and talented, and you could do like literally the, a mic. And you could do like the finger football field goal game with his teeth. So that's always cool. Hmm. Like regardless of like your political affection, like Mike Pence, I think Mike Pence is a good-looking older man. So we're, <laughs> we're going mics. What about the situation, Mike Sorrentino? Do you guys think from Jersey Shore the situation? Mike, do you, you know his actual. Not really, <laughs> not really my cup of tea. Or my, um, or my cup of Red Bull. I never knew Bull. his actual name. I never even knew his first name is Mike. So you're Just thinking the like situation? Mike Jordan. You think Mike Jordan is what you're saying, Mike. man? Mike. Well, no. What I was thinking was like... Michael B. Jordan. Kanye West, like when he said that George Bush hates black people. Like I was thinking more along those lines. And I was that's obviously what I was prepared for. But you hit me with a Shyamalan twist. But like definitely, definitely Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, so like me, a young Michael J. Fox. That's what you're thinking, like Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> you think, are you thinking Mike Phelps, like, like all-time winniest Olympia Michael Phelps? Do you think he would be 
on the list of hot mics? I think he, he would by talent yeah. alone. You're leaving out. Uh, you're leaving out the number one seed in the tournament. Michael Keaton. No, behind the glass, uh, Mike, Mike Vital. Vital. Yeah, baby. That's a hot mic. That's my list of hot mics. What did you guys have? Do you have anything better? <laughs> Mike Myers. The uh, the Shrek. He's literally Shrek. That's the, the worst the, example you could give. The Canadian actor or the the horror film murderer? Which Ooh, one? Oh, good one. What, what about like Michael Jackson? Is that too soon? Well, are you talking about the Pepsi commercial? Because that was really yeah, hot. Yeah, we were only going yeah. sports related. Now we're now we're going everywhere. I mean, he set his face on fire. That was super hot. I don't know how Mike Pence would have related to sports. What about hey who Mike Jones? You think Mike Mike Jones? Oh, oh, back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They're all on me. So he is definitely yeah. a hot Mike. Mike Tyson. Mike Shishetsky is that the one? Michael who, Buble. Who's that? Mike, what about Mike, are you talking about Mike Krizapogrowski? Yeah, what about him? He's pretty hot. <laughs> that's, that's how you say his name. Mike, Mike Conley Jr.? I mean, proud father Mike Conley Jr.? I think I would be on the list. Is he a proud father? Uh, that, that's like the storyline in the NBA this week. Wouldn't um, the foul, proud father be Mike Conley Sr.? Ooh, I see what he did there. Yeah. Um, you ever watch Trailer Park Boys? What about Mike Smith? Is that a good one? It's a good show. Oh, very nice. Yeah, just deep cut there, if you're well, not familiar. I got a deeper cut. One of my favorite dudes on earth. How about Killer Mike? Ooh, nice. okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Atlanta-based, like, like rapper, Killer Mike. Rapper about, and about, political how activist. How about Albuquerque native Mike Judge? He was Ooh, a butthead creator. A hot Mike. Yeah, that's a super good one. Well played. No, I mean, did, does he play third base and second base as hot as Mike Moustakis? Oh, oh, Moose Tacos? Yeah. Michael. I'm just throwing something out there. I mean, if you guys, if you think Mike Epps should be on the list, say Mike Epps. We'll say Mike Epps. Mike, but I just, I don't, Michael Bell. Michael Sarah. Well, there's, yeah, Michael Sarah is definitely hot. I feel, hot like I feel like we lost track of, like, actual <laughs> hot mics a long time ago. The last, the last 20 we've mentioned aren't even hot, and it's not even a segment I prepared for. People, hey, Michael. Yeah. Oh, cheers. Yes, there are a lot of it's a people. It's very common name. It's too. a very common name. There's bazillions of mics. Yeah, you gave us Let a couple. Let me get this right. Every, who's hot? Every week, Shama, every week I twist the varsity into something, and every week you're not prepared. Okay. So make sure we got this right. But you know who is prepared? Mike Airman Trout. He's always oh, prepared. Oh, yeah. that's a good one, dude. Yeah, that was a super good one. So. No, that was yeah, that's my hot mics, guys. That's all I had. All right, well, get back to the golf tournament and go help out these kids and have a good time. Appreciate you, too, Brandon. Appreciate you. Um, I'll be back in uh, Albuquerque sometime, and I'll be on the show next week, hopefully. We're stoked. We'll see you later when you get back. Fred Slow, everybody. Fred Slow, co-host of ABQ Central. If you don't know, now you know. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly with uh, New Mexico United Talk. Big match. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act studio. We are powered by our friends at New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. And you're listening to this program on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act studio. 
We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. We're talking about Tom Brenneman's horrible apology and hilarious home run call. We got it queued up right here. Vital, please. I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the year that I am deeply ashamed of. Um, if I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, <laughs> it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I want to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck, for the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio, for the people I work with, for anybody that I've offended here tonight. I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am uh, and never has been. And I'd like to think maybe I could have some people that, uh, that could back that up. I am very, very sorry, and I beg for your forgiveness. Man, just someone mel melting down on live TV. Oh, man. And whether he was joking or whether he has, whether he's a bigot, whether he has hate in his heart for people who are different than him and make different lifestyle decisions, with that being said, that's one of the best home run calls of all time. Crazy. Oh, Pretty my God. Smooth. Oh, man. Oh, in the middle of all that. He still has the audacity and the professionalism to call that home run yeah, I mean, call. Any other thing happening in the game, you can just ignore. But, yeah, home run, I guess you have to address it. And that's one of my, my favorite things about Brockmeyer. Do you watch the show Brockmeyer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, watched, I watched all four, three or four seasons, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, I watched all of it. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you could, you could say anything yeah. when you're calling a baseball game. And as long as you still get the count right or you get the play right, it just sounds so smooth. Right. Like when he's right. talking about his wife. And that's a three, the, the, the strike on the outside, corner yeah. three, two count. Uh -huh. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Back to this filthy bleep, 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 bleep. Hernandez misses outside, count goes full. All time great show. Yeah. It's amazing. Great. One of the greatest characters. Should we squeeze in this breaking history. news real quick? Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Jeff Grammer of the Albuquerque Journal tweeting out that the NCAA has granted. A waiver for UNM Lobo basketball player Jeremiah Francis. He will be immediately eligible for the 2020-2021 season. It's a big deal. He was the biggest transfer uh, coming into this recruiting class, and he'll be the starting point guard, no doubt in my mind. So that's a big deal right there. That is exciting. Breaking news. You heard it first. Another grammar bomb. He's always on it every day. Does a great job. So wait. Yeah, and uh, then also locally, New Mexico United. Yeah, our boys in black and gold got a big one. Third match in eight days, going for three straight wins on that road trip, too. So uh, on this road swing, I should say, they've, they've played every, it's, everything's been on the road. Everything's on the road. Unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, yeah, at Real Monarchs in Salt Lake City, 6 p.m. kickoff. And uh, yeah, they're, they're red hot right now. Just red hot. 16 points on the season, first place in Group C. Uh, playing fantastic. First place by a good margin. Five points right now. Yeah. yeah, they played one more match than El Paso, who they're leading right now. They didn't even start three key contributors. 
in the last game. I think Troy Lassane was doing that just to give them a little rest and to give the the guys off the bench a little bit more time, and it paid off. They still won 2-0. Sweet. Chris Weehan didn't even play. Sweet. So. Friend of the show, Chris Weehan. <laughs> Good dude. Good dude. Good dude. And hopefully he's well-rested for to play today. I, th- I assume he's playing today. So what's the storylines going on in New Mexico United right now? Is it just can't have home games, that, every game's on the road? Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the big one uh, because of the health order. No home competitions right now for them, and – Fingers crossed for United fans. They're hoping that could change soon with the numbers going down. But that's just been their situation, and they've dealt with it so well. I mean, not just from a standpoint of their record being good and them being in first place, uh, but people have stayed out of trouble. People have stayed healthy. Zero coronavirus positive results Very for them so far. I mean, you got to tip your cap. Absolutely. Troy Lesane and, and, and the crew, yep. yeah, they're doing a great job. Yeah, absolutely doing a great job. What Any uh, local stories coming up this week, Brandon? What's what's going on in uh, the KOB TV world? What do you got? What are you working on? Yeah, well, with United being the lone Albuquerque and really the lone team in the state going, you know, we're, we're keeping track on them every, every uh, single week and every single match. They're doing a great job, and we're, we're having some fun stories off the field with them. Just the other day, we did a story on them celebrating the women of the organization. Oh, how cool. uh, The other day, you can see on KOB.com. Uh, the cardboard cutouts are, have been a, a hit so far. They're they're trying to get some cardboard cutouts of fans to take on road trips. Keeping an eye on that. Uh, New Mexico Ice Wolves are caught up with recently. They're hoping to have training camp by September 20th. Exciting. So yeah, hopefully, uh, Mr. Hubbard and the crew, uh, Coach Phil Fox, another another great guy. He'll be, I think he's already back in Albuquerque now. Yeah, hoping to have competitions going on by September. High school sports with the APS. Deciding to continue virtual learning, that's going to affect sports for volleyball and cross country and golf are the only ones that are going to be able to go in the fall and October. That's going to get complicated if virtual learning continues. But football and all contact sports, soccer from the fall were pushed to the spring. So, yeah, high school sports up in the air to say the least. Uh, we're hoping that you know we'll, come, uh, we'll all come together in a positive direction, college football, and all, call, all fall sports for UNM and New Mexico State recently were postponed. So that's a developing situation, very much up in the air. And we, we were talking about it earlier, very, very early, show, early in the show. It's like an alternate universe being in New Mexico compared to these states that have the SEC and the Big 12 and the ACC where they're just moving, moving along like nothing's different. So... We'll see what happens. That's where all the spikes are. Which it is. is really crazy. You think you're going to keep playing? You're going to keep pushing ahead with football with that? Yeah, it, it, there's obviously a correlation, and it's not a surprise to me that the leagues that still want to play college football are the same areas that are having huge spikes. Yeah. Brandon, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure, man. Anytime. You're the best in the biz. You want to hit the peeps with your social media? Uh, Twitter. At Brandega, B-R-A-N-D-E-G-A. Yeah, I'm trying to keep up with everything going on. It's been a, it's been an interesting four or five months so far, but uh, we're gonna get through it. We're gonna get do it together. Brandon Ortega, the best in the biz, KOB TV's own back-to-back New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year. We're very fortunate to have him on the show. We're very fortunate to be a friend in real life, my dude. Ditto, buddy. Vital, you did so good today, homie. Thank you very much. Thanks for the extra contributions. You're so up. 
on no basketball problem. and hockey. You're pick all a, over it. Picking no, up my I slack. Just, I'm, I'm with some pros here. Got to keep my game up. Absolutely. We'll see you next week, y'all. You've been listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio. We're powered by our special friends who help us so much in the community. New Mexico Pinon Coffee, special shout out to them. They're helping us do amazing things, and we can't wait to announce a couple big community projects we got working. Big shout out to I-9 Sports. Thanks for joining the team. We're proud to represent you. And we're on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.